Only incognito tip Killing motherfuckers if I have to Filling gaps too Get your niggas know I'm coming at you I guess that's part of the game But I feel for the nigga Who think he just gon' come and change things With the swiftness So get it right with the quickness And let me handle my business Yo, I'm on a mission And my mission won't stop Until I get the nigga maxing at the top I hope you get his ass for he drop King Ben taking back While his workers lay his rocks Coming up like a fat rack Big money, big arms, big bodyguards on his back So it's difficult to get it But I got the hooker with somebody who knows how to get in contact with it Get him like this and like that Let him know that I'm looking for a big fat dope stack What is this been? So let's crush it If you wanna handle it tonight, we'll discuss it On a nigga's time and a nigga's place Take my strap just in case One of his boys looking out my face Cause he's a shiesty motherfucker But I give some fuck Cause I'm going deep cover Yeah, and you don't stop Cause it's 187 on an undercover car Yeah, and you don't stop Cause it's 187 on an undercover car Creep with me as I crawl through the hood Maniac, lunatic, calling Snoop Eastwood Kicking dust as I bust fuck peace And the motherfucking fuck police You already know I give a fuck about a cop So why in the fuck would you think that it would stop? He didn't talk that way. It's just a fictional thing. No. He's like, yo, Ma's fictional land. I'm trying to build it. Not real. It's fake. Tired of it. What kind of Eva? I said that I said I said that one time and Jane thought I said Will Conga forever. Will Conga forever. Will Conga forever. And so I imagine this, you know, situation where this woman from, you know. Africa, like you know, is like out and about and like dreaming of things, and she meets this Argentinian uh, playboy, and they fall in love, and he teaches her the conga, and she's like really excited about it. And then at one point, they're in a situation where they think they're gonna die, and she's like, you know, looking into his eyes, and it's like, do you think there's dancing in heaven? And he goes, of course there is, dear. And she's like, you think they have the conga? Of course. Well, conga forever. We'll conquer forever. We'll conquer forever. Death. Death. <laughs> Blackout. Fade to black. I can see it so fade away. Drifting farther every day. James, y'all can't see it, but James has a light above his head, so it looks like an angel. We'll conquer forever. Forever. Also wearing a Black Panther t-shirt, but it's Black Panther as the Simba from Lion King. Yeah, it's the Panther King. It's the cave drawing that Rafiki made. Rafiki? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Old Tasana Squash Banana. So I guess I guess we should get it. Hey, hey, James. Hey, Nick. James. Nick. Hey, James. Hey, Nick. Welcome to Dark. Welcome to Welcome to Dork. I'm Nick Moore. I'm James Brown. And I'm Nick Moore. You're listening to Dork episode 187. Uh, what's up? What's up, Doc? It's 187 on an undercover cop. Yo. Yo. Murder was the something that they gave me. Case. Case. That's what it was. It was a case. Yeah, that's on doggy style. That is on doggy style. It holds up. It really does. Yeah. I've listened to it several times last week. Uh, much to Carol's annoyance. <laughs> there are a few See, things that drive her as crazy and make her eyes roll as hard as when I'm walking around the house with my uh, AirPods in singing rap lyrics. <laughs> because uh, it's a whole lot of what the fuck. 
It is a significant um, quantity of what the fuck, yes. It is, it is piles and piles of what the fuck. She knows me. It's 2.3 metric tons of what the fuck. But she don't know me. You don't she know don't know me. where I came from. The streets, James. You mean the, the boulevards? The yeah. avenues? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. The cul-de-sac. The cul-de-sac? I grew up on the baddest-ass cul-de-sac on the 13th fairway of Santa Maria. You don't know me. Did you, do you know what cul-de-sac actually translates to, like literally? Uh, hold on. Are you asking the Google? Uh, asshole, asshole sack? No. What? What? I mean, it, it's, it means the bottom of the bag. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Culls de sack. This thing, cool, cool old asshole. Oh yeah, well yeah, that's that's Spanish. Culls de sack is French. I know they're both Romance languages, but you know. Nothing more romantic than a asshole sack. Yeah, a sack of bad bag of dicks and a sack full of assholes. Sack full of dicks and a bag. What? <laughs> mm -mm. Mm, no, no. Oh, thank you. That's why I like them sugar smack cereal because they look like a bunch of pussies. Uh, yeah, right. shovel them into my mouth. Yeah, they're brown, man. Those are assholes. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I don't care. Just make her yeah, bathe first. Yum, 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 yum. Yum, 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 yum. Whatever. I'm just there to make her make that noise. Ooh, 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 ooh. So what's up, James? Nothing much. I saw Jurassic Park. Or no. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom? How was that? It was better than I expected. I I heard very, you know, not flattering reviews. And it like there's a lot to keep track of, but um and it is it does have a lot of plot line, similar similar plot line elements to um uh the second Jurassic Park movie, which was called Lost World, Jurassic Park. But I mean, it was an all right. It was an all right uh, thing. Hmm. Yeah, mm. I, I, I do not. I no longer allow people to make uh, decisions for me in regards to film. Like you can have your opinion, but our opinions are going to differ wildly. I'm going to yeah. go see it and decide. You know. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, like most of the time, I like I've already decided if I'm going to see a movie. You know. Yeah. Like I went to go see Solo gladly, and I went to see it saw it twice. So I was like, I don't. Everybody's like, oh, this movie sucks. I'm like, I enjoyed it. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You can, Sorry. Make it, it, my microphone's on my desk, so when I do things desk-wise, it... Uh, like opening a trunk full of pirate treasure? What the fuck are you doing? I, I was... Well, the drawer is right underneath. Ah. The microphone... Bottle in hand at the microphone stand. Hey, yo, homeboy, what you drinking, man? Oh, speaking of that, I went to trivia last night at yeah. uh, a place in uh, New Orleans called the Britannia Bar. And um, they have a visual round. And, you know, so they give you, like, this piece of paper with, like, 12 or 16 items or whatever it is. And you have to identify some factor on it. Like, one, like last week, they gave us um, pictures of buildings across the world or structures across the world. And you had to name the city that they were like, you know, for example, like Christ on the mountain, the big old, the statue where he's got his 
arms like to the way out to the side. It's Sao Paulo. Rio uh, de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Correct, boy. I wonder. <laughs> um, but this time they gave us uh, twelve images of um, album covers from the nineteen eighties. Uh huh. And I like ripped through that shit. Like I, you know, we got it back to the the host gave it to us. I got back to the, where we were sitting, and I was like, "Just give me the pen." And I just wrote down <laughs> and like went and handed it back. Because it was like, um, I want to like say, I want to like describe the covers without like telling you what it is. Like for example, one's like a baby angel with a pack of cigarettes. 1984. Then you had to identify the band. Van Halen. Yeah, of course. Then one was like a, um, an illustration of a skyscraper with fire coming out of it and a big old target um, circling it. Hmm. I don't know. It's very uh, stylistic illustration. Um, Metal the name band? Of it, it was hard rock. Uh, the name of the album is um, is a word describing the love of fire. I, I don't know. You got me. No, the name of the album was Pyromania. The name of the band was Def Leppard. Oh, I I don't know. I, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, there was one that like I don't ever recall seeing the name of it, but I recognize you know. Um, the image of the ace of spades on it, along with the three guys, one of which had a big old leather cowboy hat and sunglasses and a big old handlebar mustache. Oh, to use your illusion, Guns N' Roses. Uh, nope, ace of spades. Use your illusion didn't have an ace of spades thing on it. What am I thinking? What was the Guns N' Roses album cover with it? No, it was a cross. Yeah, that was that actually was on there as well. Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. No, that's Motorhead. Your Motorhead is what we're talking about. The ace of spades. The ace of spades. Anyway, so yeah, some of the other ones were. Um, I can't even describe the Judas Priest one, but like once you once you see that the style of their like you know their like album covers from that era, like the illustrations are the same. So it's like oh okay. And then there was um, Crazy Eddie for Iron Maiden and the Number of the Beast. Um, Oh, and there was one that was uh, the back of an, you know, like a cross-section picture of a, the back of an air. It wasn't a cross-section. It was a profile picture of the back of an airplane. Like Beastie a back Boys, license to ill. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one with a wildly dressed, red-headed woman dancing on a sidewalk. It's a picture, a live-action picture. Warrant? Cherry pie? No, she was, I mean, she wasn't trying to look all sexy and seductive. She was just, like, dancing crazy and, like, you know. Uh, <laughs> Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so she was, she was just so unusual. <laughs> she was a weirdo, and one time in a live concert in Germany, a pigeon shit in her mouth. Oh, well, interesting. You can still find the clip on YouTube. <laughs> like she's singing. She's got her mouth open. She's like, ah, and you can see the shit go right into her mouth. Yeah. She's like, oh my god, oh my god. It's not as satisfying as seeing. Um, Fabio get hit in the face with a goose. Oh a yeah! Coaster. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! You just auto like I now like like that clip is in my in my head again. Like that, you just automatically brought me joy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty satisfying. Yes, I can't believe it's not shit. <laughs> shit! Oh, goose feathers! I'm oh. bleeding. <laughs> Nine. 
I don't even. Where was he from? He's not German. No. <laughs> he French? I don't know. He had some kind of accent. Hold on. Yeah, he had an accent. But, like, uh, what? I put Fabio into fucking. Uh, Fabio Lan- Lanzoni. That sounds Italian. Italian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Fabio. Yeah, shit. He, he's an Italian American. He is now. Let's see. Uh, bu- bu- bu. <laughs> I'm like, I'm scrolling through. I'm like, where was he born? He became a U.S. citizen in 2016. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm scrolling trying to find the place of birth, and it says, um, after mentioning his uh, passion for off-roading and motorcycles and an aquarium hobby, uh, he has a collection of over 200 motorcycles. Oh. Um, on uh, right after that. On March 30th, 1999, Goose hit Fabio when he was on Apollo's Chariot at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, a roller coaster I have ridden. Oh. It is, in fact, the only roller coaster I rode in Williamsburg uh, at the Bush Gardens there. Carol tricked me. Uh, she's like, you only have to go on one, and it's the highest one in the park. <laughs> uh, during the rapid descent on a 64-meter drop after the lift hill, a goose collided with Fabio, leaving his nose covered in blood. Fabio received a one-inch cut, but no one else in the roller coaster was hurt. He was later treated at a local hospital for the cut. That's it. That all of that, which is far longer than the first paragraph, which is just about how he and his dad co-owned 200 motorcycles. Uh, that's it. That's his whole personal life. <laughs> that's his personal life. Yeah. What, what have you done with your life? Well, I collected motorcycles and I got hit by a goose. His first uh, acting role was in The Exorcist Three. He played an angel, and he's uncredited for that. Oh. Uh, then he was in Scenes from Mall as a handsome man. The Hard Way as a bar patron slash bouncer. Death becomes her as Lizelle's bo- bodyguard, and then the rest of him is just himself. Like yeah. almost all of his he credits became, are himself. Yeah, he just became Fabio, and so like you know, once you're Fabio, once you're like Fabio, Fabio. That's, you know, playing a role just makes no no sense. I am Fabio. I am Fabio. You just you sit, just sit there and be Fabio. Sometimes I will stand. I am Fabio. I am Fabio. He, okay, so uh, he did, you know, he's known for being on the romance novel covers. Um, yeah, he had his own line of romance novels, didn't he? Uh, I don't know about that. I, he was just a, the cover model from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, but... He was. He can also be seen posing as the hero Kuros on the cover of the 1989 video game Iron Sword: Wizards and Warriors 2. What year? 1989. So huh. that's in, that's NES. Yeah. Well, kiss my grits. There you go. Fabio, I am uh, Fabio. I cannot believe it's not butter. I can't. I, I, you tell me it's no bother, but I I think it is bother. But I cannot have dairy because of my diet restrictions, which is bullshit. Because I'm Italian, we eat really well. They do eat. Those motherfuckers can eat some food. Uh, they know how to make it delicious. I bet. Yeah. I was wondering if he so was James, like, like why he got hit by a goose because like is he like exceptionally tall? He's like six foot three. He's my height. Dude, it was it was like luck, like he was sitting next to like a bunch of models. 
as I, as I recall, they were all dressed in the little Bush Garden uh, beer winch, uh, beer modkin outfits. Oh. And there was like one on either side of him. I think it was like just sheer luck that they didn't get smacked. It's that goose is just like, I'm going to go kill myself on, on Fabio's face. Watch this shit. Either that, maybe that goose was like very attracted to Fabio and he was trying to introduce himself. He or is so beautiful. I must fly into his face. Hmm? Fabio, I love you. Smack. Take a gander at this gander. <laughs> I must introduce myself <laughs> to your face. <laughs> you don't like my. Oh, shit. <laughs> my foie gras is melting on your chin. I love you. I love you, Fabio. It was worth it. <laughs> I came. <laughs> I came so hard, my liver exploded out of me. Sorry. I ruined your ride on the roller coaster. It was worth it. It was so worth it. I, I just like how this goose sounds like Father Guido Sarducci. Hey. I'm actually from Williamsburg. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not who I am inside. I love you, Fabio. That's not a Williamsburg accent. I don't. I'm trying to think of a Williamsburg accent. I don't. There's not one. I mean, like the only thing I think is like Colonial Williamsburg, where they talk like they're in the 1700s. Yeah, yeah. Verily, <laughs> verily, Fabio, twas worth. No, they didn't talk like that shit. <laughs> sure, why not? They wrote like it, but nah. Well, according to Lin Manuel Miranda, people in the 1700s rapped, so you know, whatever. Yeah. Not gonna miss my shot to spray my foie gras all over Fabio's face. Was worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> hey, James, did you do your homework? I did a lot of homework, and I don't even know like the conclusion I came to. Well, we can uh -huh. talk about that later. But like, I there's like a lot, just a lot of stuff that like in my brain about all this stuff. Okay. But yeah, so we were we were um, discussing the best superhero movie last week. Yes, and, and uh, we didn't get any uh, we didn't get any emails because our our listeners like to listen, and that's fine. I appreciate that in you. Your opinions uh, are unnecessary, but James <laughs> and I appreciate that they exist. I appreciate so that it, they exist. But anyway. Uh, so this is going to be contentious. If you have uh, strong, angry things to say, by all means, email us at dorkpodcast at gmail.com. That's dorkpodcast at gmail.com. D-R-Q-U-E podcast at gmail.com. Um, and we will respond. <laughs> usually usually instantaneously because James and I always have our phones on. That's true. That's um, how email works. Yeah. I just also so, realized... I was also <laughs> laughing at myself because um, I was... Uh, came across the you know the idea of like these actors that are playing multiple roles for example you know ryan reynolds played deadpool and he played green lantern and he played uh, that character from blade trinity um and i accidentally wrote down chris evans twice because i was thinking of human torches so chris huh. evans played you know the human torch and captain america and then i put chris evans played the tor human torch and killmonger it's like no no that's not accurate <laughs> well, we, we did a quiz like that a while back, where I asked you questions about, uh, like, where you had a character using characters that had done multiple things, doing something to each other, and you had to guess which characters I was talking about. You did very good at it. Yeah, I watch a lot of movies. Um, 
I'm not trying to. I don't. I. I. I'm still baffled. I don't know if it's me being like hubris or conceited or what. It's just like people always ask me, like, "How do you remember all this stuff?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just remember shit." And part of me is sometimes like, "Why don't you know this?" Because James, we have a lot of room left in our heads because we don't follow sports. Uh-huh. Like I know a lot of guys that can just go on and on and on about who played yeah. for whatever and when and like like. I had a roommate that could tell you who played for LSU every year back to the 50s. For, you just go and go. Pick, yeah. You pick a you pick a, a position, he could tell you who played it. I like he may not have been able to tell you the whole team cuz the team's like 200 guys and they don't all play. Yeah, yeah. But like um started Yeah, he could like, Yeah. He could just go, just tell you and he was right. He's also a fucking idiot. So, <laughs> I mean, it all balances. Yeah. So, Jace, you what do you what did you what did you come up with? Do you want do you want me just to go right for the like you know my final? No, we you no. picked three, right? I was looking, yeah, because it, it was just hard to like you know try to break it down. I was like, okay, I'm am I considering this one because it's my favorite? I consider this one because I think it's the best, and um, and I I discounted Black Panther just because I'm too close to it. <laughs> Black Panther's good, but I can't I. It's not on my I, list either because yeah. it's Black Panther is Black Panther. I can't look at it like you know it's, it's part of the the MCU, but it is such a defining film that it's like it's like saying, "Hey, what's your favorite military history movie?" Schindler's List. Well, no, because it doesn't. I mean, technically, okay, but uh, no, you know, there's more to it than just being a superhero movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and also, I mean, I, it's hard for me to say like anything would be my favorite or like that it's like, you know, the best or whatever. And like hold be and say to myself, I'm going to hold this exact position two years from now. Cause by the time. Oh two yeah. Years, no. Yeah. 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 Cause the time two years is over. You're like, okay, well, all my my heart beating, like you know, from like the first time I watched the movie or, or the third time I watched the movie is over. So, yeah, um, you you don't want to be at a bar with me twenty years ago, listening to me drunkenly defend Fight Club as the greatest revelation. And fuck that, <laughs> opinions change. They do. They get better over time. Well, they get more informed. Yeah, in yeah. theory, as long as you as long as you keep yourself open to new facts, you know. Because there's some people that are just like, I'm just gonna, this is the greatest movie ever. I'm just going to keep that opinion all the time. Right. Yeah. And our, I guarantee you, our opinion is going to be wildly different. Uh, and we're going to have our own reasons. So let's start with you. What was your number three? Or do you want to start there? Um, take take or, the wheel, Jesus. No, I mean, I just, I, I put things in different categories. I'm like, this, which one's the best movie going experience? And which one was the best. Um, Thing. And like when I came to like I came I zeroed in on three different movies, one mm-hmm. of which is um, the Dark Knight. Okay. So I mean, and again, you have to like look at it. You have to separate it from everything else that was going on in the world, or you know, like in the universe in the universe of the character. And it's kind of difficult. It's kind of weird when you like pick a sequel in the first place. But like when I was looking at some of the like the ones I considered best, like the ones that kept coming up, like you know um, X Men Two, Spider Man Two, and The Dark mm-hmm. Knight, because they are only as good because they've already established so much in that universe. You know, 
it is going to be very difficult for me ever to like say like this movie that has the origin of a superhero in it um to be like oh this is the best you know best one because like by the time i was you know by the time fucking 1989 came along i was done with like really enjoying superhero origin stories like on the big screen because it's well unless it was like a superhero i'd never heard of but you know like i know where bet you know batman how batman got to be batman i know how superman got to be superman i know these stories so i mean batman begins was excellent it's just like he spends like relatively less time being batman you know like but it's cool to watch him evolve but in order to get to the point where you are in dark knight and see like the way the relationship of batman and gotham city which is a character unto itself like how that exists and how that becomes a background for a great a really great story with a fantastic villain i mean you need you need batman begins in order to get to the dark knight so the dark knight can't exist in a vacuum i mean it actually would do very effectively uh, you know what? it does it does do I, very effectively in a vacuum I would but, argue that it does fine on its own. Yeah. That if you know who Batman is, and let's go ahead, and, let's go ahead and say that if you exist on the planet Earth right now, uh, and if you ha- you've had any exposure to Western culture, you are well fucking aware of who Batman is. Yeah, you know everything about him. And right. I, I, yeah. I, I <laughs> everything that matters. Yeah, you know, you and know, the, he, the Dark Knight is is fine. Yeah, you sit I, down I, and you don't need it to get caught up on jack shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't need like you don't necessarily need Batman Begins, um, but like you have to know who Batman is. Like, um, yeah. like Batman Begins tells you a bunch of stuff you already know, which it tells it very well. It's, it's very well executed, but it's not. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of that story that if if you already know how Batman got to be Batman, you could just like kind of like skip over. Um, and really, you could take a a ten year old kid. To Dark Knight, right? You're in the car on the way there, and you're like, "So do you know who Batman is?" Uh, no. Okay, so uh, Bruce Wayne, when he was little, his parents were really rich, and they went to see a movie, and they both got killed in a robbery outside of this movie theater. And uh, at that moment, he decided that he was going to take revenge on criminals. He was going to find the bad people that that killed his parents, and so he spent the next you know years just becoming the perfect detective and crime fighter and he called himself batman um so that's that's what we're gonna go see right now so when you see batman that's who you know that's who they're talking about oh, okay good that's that's all you fucking need to know bam we're good boom yeah there's more to it but bam, you, that's all you need that's all that that little you know not even you could be you could say that eating popcorn on the way into the theater and get the person caught up enough to watch the dark knight and love it yeah <laughs> It was a bit more of a challenge when I was taking my friend um, Harry to go see the uh, Avengers Infinity War, and he had seen like two Marvel Universe movies. That's um, a problem. <laughs> that was a bit. Lo- that was a longer conversation. <laughs> the but- fuck! Like, <laughs> I wanted to go to see Infinity War with Carol in the theater, and we spent the three weeks leading up to it watching all of the Marvel movies. Yeah, like because well, I knew. I knew she had missed a lot of them, and we were going to go see. So we got caught up. We had to do our homework. We couldn't just walk into that shit. I could talk to her through it, but she'd get fucking sick of me. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so well, originally I was I was supposed to I was supposed to take Jane, and then she like had to go out of town, and so I was like calling around to people like the last like two days beforehand, and like Carrie was free, so we went to go see it. Anyhow, 
Um, so that's so yeah. your number three. Dark Knight. I'm going to go with Dark Knight. Okay. I'm, I'm in my third place. I'm going to put Iron Man. Ah, yeah. Um, because it is an origin story, but it's a perfect origin story. We get caught. We get started off in the action. We flip back. We oh, here's fucking Tony Stark. Here's this guy. He's a playboy. I get that. Blah blah blah. Here's the de defining moment where you know he decides he doesn't want to do that anymore. He oh, he's mechanically inclined. Blah blah. blah. He's making the suit. We get to enjoy him making the suit. He has to fight his old suit. The end. He's Iron Man. Blam. And it's yeah. fun. It's a fun ride, and it set the tone for the entire MCU. Um, so it's an origin story, but it's one of the only films that's about the origin story that I have rewatched many times. And you know, I um, recently rewatched that myself, and I think part of that is because I don't know. I mean, I like have seen like I know the I know the origin of Tony Stark. I know the origin of the Iron Man, but like I don't think I. I mean, I don't think I'd ever seen it on screen like small or big until um 2008 when that movie came out yeah and so like i i mean i hella enjoy that movie and i actually just went during the process of like in the last week i was like you know i haven't seen iron man 2 and 3 in a while so i actually uh picked up you know those videos as well so I'm sorry. like you know like there was a discount there was a discount involved um like like the <laughs> The first Iron Man, okay, the, it does the incredible thing of making you realize that Iron Man's cool. Because Iron Man in the comics, it's all right. Like, his suit looks weird. It looks dumb. It's really hard to sell that. It's like um, Star-Lord's mask. Like, how do yeah. you make that cool? It's, it looks dumb. Iron Man's suit looks stupid. The Mego figures were stupid. And you, you look at it, and you're like, yeah, this guy's, I, I don't get it. Like, you know, I read Iron Man comics growing up. He was never one of my favorites. I just never fell in love with it. I didn't fall. Iron Man made me fall in love with Iron Man. Um, and that that that's why it's in my number three. Like, it, it just it set the tone for a very successful fr uh, franchise. Um, it's fun. It's rewatchable. It's a good superhero movie. Like, it, it, it gives you the origin without being, you know, it just follows all the rules like if you've never seen a superhero film before here you go there that'll explain everything you need to know now we'll go watch you know batman and you should oh okay we're gonna see the origin i got it yes we're here and at the end he's the character you know he's his he's reached the you know he's the per perfect crime fighter whatever blah 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 character arc developed move on to the sequel where we can get into like meteor villains etc yeah Okay, so what's your number two? I actually went back and forth with this, and it's funny because this character is one that I barely follow in the comic books. Like, if you asked me 10 years ago, yeah, 10 or 11 years ago, like, hey, what do you think about Captain America? I'd be like, eh, he's cool, you know, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he's fights for true. Is just Superman, except he doesn't fly and he's not invulnerable and he doesn't have vision and he's from. America. So I guess they're pretty different. But anyway, um, yeah. And so, like, we, but when it comes to movies, and we're particularly talking about movies, like Captain America has, like, like those, that, that particular series of movies, Captain America 1, 2, and 3, have been very impressive for me. And again, I didn't go with the origin story, but I, like, had a, I had a dilly of a time 
trying to figure out if I was going to go with more with um, Winter Soldier or Civil War. And in the end, I went with Civil War because really, yeah, really. I was about to say you you went with Winter Soldier, right? I like until like five minutes ago, I still didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, because like it's like it's hard to like like when I saw Winter Soldier, like there was nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with that film. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that film. Um, I don't think. Are you are you are you cocking a gun? I'm not. I uh. I am drinking during this show, <laughs> um, and I, I I got a beer, but when I stopped at the store, I picked up a half pint of Jack, and the chick behind the counter goes, you know, those are like, that's like two for eight right now, and I was like, well, yeah, too bad, <laughs> give me, so I brought one, I put it in the drawer in my shop, and I was just like, yeah, James is talking, it's bourbon time, continue. <laughs> it's a good time. Like I'm not even mm -hmm. sure if I'm not. If you ask me this in five minutes from now, I may change my mind. But I mean, I was just thinking about like, okay, if I should Winter Soldier. I mean, it has in like the fucking just the knife fighting scene between Bucky and I'm sorry, between the Winter Soldier and Captain America is yes. like, worth the, the fucking opening. The the when you first see Captain America going to work on that fucking tanker or that that cargo ship when he's just moving along being Captain America, that was like one of the first times where I was like. Holy shit, Captain America is a badass. Like all the other stuff you see with Captain America is like, I'm big and strong. Like him versus Thanos. Arr! Like holding yeah. things or him running along that ship, knocking dudes out with the shield and flipping over and kicking dudes like really hard in his shit. Like it's awesome. You're just like, holy fuck, Captain America's a badass. It's like uh in the original Hulk with uh Edward Norton. Which is not the original Hulk. Okay. No, well, yeah. The, okay. The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Eric Bana. Sorry. I, I, sometimes I, I just can't resist being that guy. Uh, Hulk. Uh, technically. Not Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Which, which, which I like. I, the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. When you see Tim... Oh, God. What's his name? Tim... Um, Roth? Tim Roth. Um, after he's got the super soldier serum in him, oh, going up against right. the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Holy shit! I could totally go for a Captain America movie if it was like that shit." But they that scene's done really well. Like he does a run up, he like hops off the Hulk's knee and does a flying fist right into his face, and the Hulk buckles. And you're just like, "All right, I could see it. I could see it. That's plausible." But the the in in. Um, Winter Soldier, when he's doing all that shit, you're just like, okay, this is what a super soldier would look like. Way to go. But I totally cut you off. Continue. Continue your argument. No, I'm changing the Winter Soldier now. Fuck it. Don't let me sway <laughs> yeah. you. No, Make I your argument for Civil War because Civil War is one that like is good. Because Civil um, War. Because when you go see a movie, when you when you um and like and part of this is also like the eight-year-old me that was always like wondering like who would want to fight you know mighty mouse or superman that kind of thing you get the uh, the best super team against super team battle that i've seen on screen i think yeah i'm gonna say that i can recall right now although i mean it's like what i wanted one of the x-men movies to be where you had um you know like the brotherhood of evil mutants versus the x-men like that the way that the fight in civil war happened in the airport Mm -hmm. Like that's 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 what I wanted that to be like. It, like you know when you and 
the fact that it's heroes versus heroes means you like can root for anybody within that. You're never going to go like, oh, I hope you know Cap gets his ass kicked by this. Pro- but I like this person. This is great. And just you're rooting for everybody to win at the same time. And it's like one of those most like thrilling and conflicting things all at the same time. And the fact that that doesn't even become like the deciding factor, the fact that it's Cap and Bucky fighting Iron Man at the end, just in you're just you're shouting and you're like you're screaming and like when um when Iron Man blasts Bucky's arm off, you're like fucking shit, you know. Uh, it just those like there's lots of little moments where you're like heart skips and beats and and what's really interesting about it is that you know well since the good guys are fighting the good guys, there's no way that like all the good guys are going to win, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it's got that, um, the whole like empire strikes back vibe that I kind of secretly like where the good guys, you know, lose at the end. Um, and like everybody loses something basically. And it tells you, you know, superheroing isn't always like fun and glory. And yeah, Bucky you know, lost his arm. Yeah. Cap lost his lost shield. His shield. Iron yeah. Man lost his, uh, fucking power shit. Uh, Hawkeye lost his keys. <laughs> like it's just as all yeah yeah you know what really took me out of that though like i'm watching that whole fight it is it is cool and like seeing giant man happen is cool and spider-man like whipping around like that that was a great intro like oh here's spider-man look at this shit and they did they did really really well um is the fact that they're in an airport and there's nobody there in this whole airport, I've never been in an airport in my life that wasn't just teeming with people, much less, you know, the concourse and the uh, terminal empty, completely abandoned. They evacuated. They said that. They told everybody to get out. They, when, when, when they were, when the cap team cap was meeting um, and like Ant-Man was in the back of the van, they heard like some German over the, uh, the, uh, the PA system and somebody said like, oh, that's near, that means they're evacuating everybody. That's why there was yeah, nobody around. That, that doesn't fucking happen. Like, there's, you know, when people work in an airport, there's going to be one janitor with his headphones on. Just be like, whatever. I'm I got to clean like 20 bathrooms. So, would you rather it be like a DC movie where you have like, you know, thousands of people getting like thrown into the air and killed and death? Yes. And oh, and my God. <laughs> where uh, Ant Man rips the wing off that plane. And you just see horrified people getting shit. Like that plane shook like a motherfucker. It would have broken the necks of everybody sitting in it. When he snapped the wing off an airframe. Like you could take a, the tips. If you were big enough, if you were A-Man, you could grab the wings, the tips of the wings on either side of that plane and pick it up. That's the air. That's how strong the airframe is. When he snapped that shit, everybody inside would have died instantly. It would have been full of fucking jello and meat. <laughs> I would have. I'd pay to see that movie. Yeah, well... It wouldn't be PG-13. That's a healthy argument. Which brings me to my number two. What is your number two? Deadpool. <laughs> Dead- okay. I, I put my argument for Deadpool because Deadpool came out. And first off, it was a labor of love. You know, Ryan Reynolds and a bunch of dudes fought real hard to get that movie made right. Um, and it's really true to the comics. Uh, if you're a big fan of the comics... You were not let down at all by the movie. Um, if you didn't know jack shit about the comics, you didn't have to know jack shit about the comics. You could love that fucking movie for what it is. I know tons of guys who love that movie, never read a single Deadpool comic in their life. They're just like, Deadpool's fucking great. Like, they get it. You immediately get the whole vibe. And it's a lot of, like, weirdness and rule-breaking going on. And that movie sets it up in the opening credits. 
just like bam this here's what you're getting into buckle up enjoy yourself but the reason i love it the reason it's my number two is because it came out at a time where shit was getting heavy-handed like everybody was like i gotta get i gotta put more oomph especially with dc dc's always had that fucking problem yeah but like where they're like oh you know we've got we've got the you know civil war angst and we've got uh fucking we're uh, dc trying to build justice league but everything's dark and grainy and uh like just you it was such a breath of goddamn fresh air where you're just like yeah let's have fun let's go to the movies and have a good time i think that's why i love ant-man so much yeah because it, it's just like let's have fun this is a fun movie and deadpool's like let's have fun but also dick jokes Dick jokes, dick, 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 dick. Did you, you seen the second one? Not yet. I haven't uh, had time. But I, I, I will at some point. Okay. I, uh, I mean, I think I don't think it's better, but I think it's you know in the same neighborhood. It's yeah. very, I mean, it's That's enjoyable. And there are so there are some jokes that are in there. I was like, oh my fucking god, that is hilarious. But yeah, that's, um, that's all I ask. Yeah. Um, it's an adequate sequel. Hmm. But yeah, it's 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 fun, and you can throw anybody into it, and they get it. There are some jokes they might miss, you know, but well, the references, yeah, yeah. But, but you like just it's, I mean, so much. Yeah, just, it is rich. Must be from the DC universe. That's from the second one, though. Um, I like it when they just when like he and TJ Miller are just um, talking about how bad his face looks and like comparing it to like you know. A wrinkly nutsack or an avocado it's just like just it's like an avocado had sex with an older uglier avocado <laughs> and it just like keeps going and going yeah. so yeah, yeah that's that's why i put it out there um because it's it's a fun movie when you need a fun movie and it's it's important for films like that to exist to remind the genre why it exists like especially after something like nobody walked out of civil war feeling great yeah, you know, nobody walked out of Infinity War feeling great. Oh hell no! Um, Is that the second time I saw it? <laughs> when I walked out of Deadpool, because I went and saw it myself, um, I walked out of Deadpool. I came home and I fucked my wife. That's what Deadpool does. Like it's that <laughs> kind of movie. You walk out of there and you're just like, "Yes, I'm feeling good. I am alive. Let's yes, I, that was a good time." So yeah, that's why I put. Deadpool. So, so we're talking about we're talking about what we think is are the best, right? We're not talking about what we think are our favorites. Yeah, you got to have a reason for it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 two different things, right? Because like I think I watch Captain America: Winter Soldier more than I watch Civil War. Mm -hmm. um, so you think Civil War is best out of the Captain America movies, but you like Winter Soldier more, right? I think that's the case. I okay. think that's where my, that's because it's hard. It's hard to. I mean, because it's hard to. Um, it's hard when to you're, when you yeah. you can, when you argue for your favorite. Uh, that's a lot of personal shit. Yeah, when you argue for your favorite, you don't have to be logical about it either. Yeah, when you want to argue about best, you got to apply it to the world as a whole. So with that, what is your? What do you think is the best? <laughs> you're you're gonna you're gonna think this is a cop out. Okay, go for it. I because when we're talking about that, when you're when you come can in, I, can I guess? I mean, you won't, but you can try. I won't. I don't think you will. I would put you with Superman too. That's a very good guess, and that is that might be 
probably my second favorite movie of all time. No, so what, my second favorite what, superhero movie of all time. Different. Okay. But what, so what, what do is, I think? What do I think is the best superhero movie? Like uh -huh. the one you come in fresh and like you can just dive into and enjoy, and it exists for itself. Okay. Do these do these do these arguments sound very familiar to you? Is it Superman? No. No, what is it? Like I fucking agree with you. I think Incredibles is the best superhero movie. Like that's what you mine. said last week. I know. Yeah, that's that's still mine. But yeah. I, I couldn't find a good answer. Like when I took the, all these things, like when you strip away stuff and you say like um this is like if you want a if you take an alien from another planet and say like this is your introduction to earth culture genre superhero movie like this is going to be this would make a perfect archetype this would make a perfect paradigm for what that is like all the things all the things i mean and i was like trying to like find a different one to like um to you know to discredit not discredit it but like to say like okay well this is better but like the things that make all those things better are the fact that you have some connection to those to those uh, characters or the things that make it worse, make, you know, because you have the connecting to the characters. It, in, it enhances your experience when you are already familiar with it. Like when you've been reading Superman, whether you like the movie or like you, more or less because of all the stuff you're reading, it affects that. And it's hard to like get around that. Fair. <laughs> and of course, also the aliens who go, you know, these earthlings are very stylish. Yes. <laughs> this is a mid century modern with a, uh, a lot of tiki uh, thrown in. It's interesting. A lot of I like the clean cuts on the suits. It's, it's not, and the cars are great. Mm, yes, yeah, I put Incredibles as well, um, and for the same reasons. I I think it, as as superhero movies go, it just it gets it, it gets the genre, and it does it by saying, you know, and it, part of the problem is it's you know it's Pixar, and Pixar is really good at making like you know if you saw up. They said in the first 15 minutes of the movie, okay, I know you don't know this old man, but you're going to give a living fuck about him, okay? Jesus Christ, yes. Um, currently, I watched Coco recently. She had, we never, neither of us had seen it. And the same thing at the end of that, where you're just like, I wish I was Mexican. I, <laughs> oh my God. Um, but with Incredibles, they're like, okay, here are these people, and you know, here's enough of a backstory. Like, fuck, you we're gonna make you care about them. You're at their wedding. Bam. You were at their <laughs> wedding. You have to give a shit. And here they have kids. But it all works. It's just like blam, 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 blam. You're covering a lot of ground, but you're not exhausted by it. You're enjoying the ride all the way through. You you reaching the highs and lows with the pars all the way. You feel the the elation of uh, Mr. Incredible when he gets his new gig and he's you know working out and he's getting in shape and his wife's kissing him and all that shit. You freak out when the plane goes down, even though you're like, Wait, they're the these are the these are the heroes. They're not gonna fucking die. But like at the same time, you're like, ah, there's danger. There's real danger. You know? And that's especially when there's children involved, that's hard to balance. Maybe, maybe but, there are children here. Too. Yeah. But yeah, I I mean like incredibles. I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it again. It's the ideal superhero movie. I mean, it may be because of like all these little small things that you know about superheroes, but there's not one particular property or franchise or you know um, character that is like in that care in there that you are familiar with, and so you have expectations of. 
I'll tell you this. I was at Target today, and there was a kid with his mom. The kid is like three or four. Well, I hope he's he, 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 that, he was like 12 and he had primordial dwarfism or something. I don't know. But he is a little, little kid, and he was running around being Dash. <laughs> the Dash likes. Yeah, like, you know, he's her, his mom is like going up and down the aisles with the cart, and he's like going, Choo! like dashing all over. And he had a little dash on his shirt. So I knew it wasn't the flash because I pay attention. Um, yeah. and he's like, you know, zipping all over. And that's that's what Incredibles does to you. Like, you take a little kid and you take him to see Batman. Help, man. Take him to see Dark Knight Rises. And he's going to be like, I don't really know what happened. I'm no, I don't think I want to be Batman. I don't give a shit about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, Bane was kind of cool, but then he got all weepy at the end. Uh, I don't know what the fuck happened. Let's go watch The Incredibles. Yeah. And that's it. Oh. Easy enough. Maybe. And it has it has a really good villain, too. You know? Like, you can't have... I mean, obviously you can, because there's some there's some movies where it turns out it is not how how much of a fight the villain can can put, can put up but this one is about the villain's attitude about the villain's um everything <laughs> somebody's a syndrome fan Get yeah i've a got a figurine on the mic on I've the other a, camera a, a syndrome figure that sits on top of my computer yeah but yeah good villain Sympathetic. You, know, you get his motivations. You def you definitely understand his motivations. All he said, you know, like when he was like had Mister Incredible at his mercy, and he was had the big robots going, and it's like, and said, "Oh, by the way, I'm your biggest fan." And he's like, oh, "It's you, buddy." It's like, not now. I'm Syndrome, you know. buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm the superhero, you son of a bitch. Bam. Bam, damn, Shangalang. Oh, fuck yourself. So, yeah, uh, so according to Dork, by unanimous decision, The Incredibles <laughs> is the best superhero movie of all time. Of all um, time. And I, th I think we'd both agree that a close second would be that Incredible Hulk movie that had Iron Man and Daredevil and uh, the shitty Captain America in the uh, motorcycle helmet. It wasn't the Avengers. They didn't call it that. It was an incredible Hulk movie, I think. Do you remember that at all? And at Thor? I remember, okay, I remember several made-for-TV Incredible Hulk movies where Bill Bixby played Bruce Banner. Or, sorry, David Banner. And yeah. Luke Bregman played the Hulk. Um, I, there was there was separate... I don't remember the, them being all in one. I remember there was one called The Trial no. of the Incredible Hulk. There was... There was a... Dude, there was a full-on... I know which one you're talking about, where he, he was blind and, like, he, you know... It's, yeah, no. There's one that's got, it's got Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, and Daredevil. Um, and Thor this is, is live action. Yes, Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man are the shittiest iterations of the those three characters that you could think of. If you were to write, if you were to go right around your house right now. And make up a costume for each of those characters with just what you have laying around, you'd still be what they fucking did. Their <laughs> Iron Man is one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever seen. If you made yourself a Iron Man suit out of garbage cans and went to fight crime, you'd do better than the one that they did. It is fucking stupid. And the Thor looks 
that Thor looks like a. It looks like you should be on a Man of War album cover. Like, <laughs> I've seen. Well, I remember a live action one with Thor in it because that was uh, I forgot what it was called, but it was uh, there was like two different guys, and one one guy, the guy that actually played Thor, was the guy that was on um, Coach. He was the uh, the big dumb guy. I think Gover? no, no, it wasn't him. No, it was a different guy. It was a different guy. But I've seen him in other stuff where he played like a mercenary or something. But yeah. But yeah. But I don't. I have no recollection of seeing a live action Iron Man before um, fucking Robert Downey Jr. Dude, it's so fucking stupid. Um, no doubt. I mean, I remember Red Brown. And then the Captain America, his helmet is a motorcycle helmet, which he wears all the time. It's like a 70s style, big circular blue spray painted co- uh, uh, motorcycle helmet with an A stuck to it. It's stupid. It is a stupid, stupid thing. See, there was a live-action Captain America TV show that starred Reb Brown um, as Captain America, and he had a motorcycle helmet like that that had like that, the A on it. And maybe the wondering. guy. No, this dude, this was a this was a, I saw this as a kid on USA. Okay. And it is shit. I was angry as a child because I was like, oh, cool. It's the Avengers. What the fuck? Just end <laughs> this so I can watch kung fu movies. God damn it. Oh, that's funny. Sorry, I was trying to find uh, you know images of like something, and I came across Reb Brown, the guy who played Captain America in the 70s, and Lou Ferrigno crying. There's like a video of them crying together in this movie called Cage or something. Say what? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. I'm fine. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh. Meet the 1970s TV Avengers that never were. There you where go. Is the, where is the picture of uh, Iron Man? Iron Man. Iron Man. Does whatever an iron can. Oh, I think I had seen this before. I think I blocked it out. Huh. Let's look at video. I'll watch it later. Anyway, I didn't. I thought Lou Frigno became deaf later in life because of bodybuilding. I oh no! I he, like... he went deaf when he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a there was a guy who was a regular when I was a bartender at Bennigan's that uh, he would he liked to hang out at the bar. He'd hang out in one of the booths, because um, he liked he just liked hanging out there. But he would wear, um, like, sound protector, you know, like the noise headphones for when you're like at a work site. Yeah. Because he used to be a bodybuilder, and he pulled something in his fucking head one time when he was powerlifting, like something snapped, and he, every time he'd hear a sibilant S, it like was getting stabbed in the ear with a ice pick. Ooh. Yeah, so he liked going out, but he couldn't handle the noise of it. So he yeah. used he used uh, uh, headphones. He's a nice guy. He was weird. That happens. But yeah, I thought that was Lou Ferrigno still. Like the all the years of bodybuilding, he he like popped something in his head. No, no ear infections as a kid. And uh, now you know the rest of the story. So, do you have like? what you might call favorite movies, a favorite superhero movie? Do you think Incredibles is your favorite or do you think it's something else? 
No, it's not my favorite. Um, Do you have an answer to that, though? That's a question. Because it's a it's a tough thing to say like this is my favorite because then you're like saying like this is you know this is you know all I like this movie better than I like all other movies yeah and that, and that's not something that's necessarily going to stay the same like mm-hmm. mm. yeah that's that's tough like I would put it'd be a short list um I would put um Batman Returns on it. Jesus, right? Yeah, but again, it's it's personal choice. Like I, I love that one. No, it's no, very, that's fine. You're it's you're crazy entitled. Tim Burtony. Uh, I love the penguin in that. I love that Catwoman. Like Michelle Pfeiffer is sultry. The cat thing is stupid, but like <laughs> her is like a Catwoman who's doing like she's cartwheeling through a fucking mall with a whip and high heels on, and she makes it work. I mean, that's so hard to make a whip fucking work. Just ask fucking Indiana Jones. But like. It just it just works. Michael Keaton's great as Batman. Like again, it's not perfect, but fuck you, it's one of my favorites. So you know, like, <laughs> like, like I, I I'll, I'll I'll throw that in there. Um, like I wouldn't make that argument for Ang Lee's Hulk. I like it. I will get into a drunken argument about how it's a good movie. Oh, I love Ang Lee's Hulk. Everything up until pretty much the last ten minutes or so when they have fights his dad. Yeah, when yeah. when they like strap him and his dad down in the same place and be like, "All right, we're gonna do it this because it makes no sense to do it. So why the fuck are we doing? It? I don't know." And then you know they don't explain exactly why he gets to be in control of the Hulk. Like I don't understand how that goes from him being like just this rage of outrage, rage to like him being semi intelligent. Yeah, like I don't know. Um. But no, I love that movie. I love that movie. Uh, I don't know, dude. Did you, you? You? I'm guessing you came up with one, huh? One? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you ask me right now, I would probably say Black Panther. But you know, is it like I said? Like I'm too close to that. I can't say like in two years it's definitely going to be Black Panther. I have to wait until a movie is at least two years old before I can say like, okay, this is this is staying in my personal canon. You know? Yeah. Yeah, again, I love Black Panther. When people tell me they haven't seen it, I'm like, you got to see it, just because like you've you've never seen a movie like that. Yeah. You need to see it. Um, like I, I went in, I went in hard to that movie. Like this, you're gonna have to make me like your movie, and I love that movie at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like Thor, like I'm gonna fuck you till you love me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Thor is one that I really liked when I saw it. Just because I went in with, I didn't expect anything and it wowed me. I was like, wow, they made it work, but I don't like that anymore. Like, yeah. like, like, you know, after seeing dark world and fucking dark world, the ending of that fight. No, I did. I like Thor and all the movies that aren't straight up Thor movies. Like, oh, like, Avengers. I like, all the Avengers like movies. yeah, I liked him in all the Avengers movie. I liked him in Ragnarok. Oh, I love him in Ragnarok, but Thor and Thor, the dark world, both are movies that don't need to exist. Like they're movies that you could see once and then it could just be erased from the Library of Congress. They just are so fucking stupid. Oh, and they make no, it- no, no. You know, they should have been like little webisodes or something, like, you know, leading up to Thor Ragnarok or to one of the Avengers. Yeah. yeah, that would have been enough. That would have been enough because, like, the first one, he's way too serious and they make him talk like he does in the comics and it just doesn't work um, because you can't see the squiggly lines. 
like and then sell it. <laughs> and then Thor, the Dark World, like it's like, hey, it's Natalie Portman. You like Natalie Portman, right? Yeah, I did, but I didn't come to see Natalie Portman. I came to see the fucking Thor. And even when he's on the fucking screen, I'm still a little iffy right now. So can we move on, please? Like I the whole that whole movie, I was just like, I, this is like a job. I don't. I should be having more fun than I am. Yeah. Although I do like Cat Dannings in that movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> I fucking love Cat Dannings in anything. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, delicious. Um, <laughs> and it's and if and when you're in a movie with Natalie Portman, and I'm not lusting after Natalie Portman, you have won, madam. You have won. Yes. Um, they do. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I mean I really like Thor Ragnarok, but it's it's inside my two year window, so I can't, you know, say anything definitive about it. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Um again, it's because it's a lot of fun. You have fun all the way through. I, I, I wouldn't put I don't think I'd put end up putting it in like my top five even. It it was a it was a very enjoyable movie, but again I can't like say it's anywhere near my favorite. Um, well, the, and the problem is, I mean, the, this is a problem for dorks like you and me. I mean, there, since Iron Man, like especially on the Marvel side, there have been a lot of quality superhero movies that have come out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's like saying like, "Oh, this is my top five. It's like, shit, it's not even my top five in the MCU. Shit, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> nineteen movies in the MCU right now. Ten years." of like making like quality fucking movies out of the characters that I like, you know, some of which I, some of whom I was like totally in love with. And, uh, I mean like, you know, and, uh, yeah, so that's, um, <laughs> that's our, our, um, homework for next week, James. Uh, I want you to take all the movies in the MCU and rank them, uh, from worst to best. And we'll argue them violently next week. Okay. Or, no, I'm not doing that. So, so <laughs> Like even just go. What are the top three? It, no, I'm not even. Not not even playing that game. No, it, it'd be hard because like, I because mean, there's so much anticipation because of Infinity War right now. Like I, it's hard to like look back at these previous films without like trying to think about what's going to happen in the next one. And but you know, and like yeah. Ant Man and Wasp is like right around the corner. Yeah, Captain Marvel hasn't come out yet. Yeah. And that could be really, really good. Wonder Woman 1984. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like, dude, that's the one, the one where she fights fights George Orwell. Yes, <laughs> and Van Halen. <laughs> um, they're they did the soundtrack. Um, like, I really liked Wonder Woman. I I could I could maybe put Wonder Woman in my top ten safely. I don't know if it's in my top five, but it was a very good movie. Um, like. Because that would be so easy to be stupid and just make it like way too heavy handed with all the girl power shit. And they didn't do it. Like if you wanna if you wanna take a misogynist and throw him into that throw him in a Wonder Woman movie, he's gonna have a lot of shit on. It's way harder to get him on your side. And Wonder Woman, I think, would do that successfully. Yeah. Just because it's 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 not just like eh, it's not like a Joss Whedon Wonder Woman movie. Like when I heard Joss Whedon was directing the Avengers, I was like, oh, uh, Black Widow's going to save everybody. The end. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't do that because, you know, Marvel's like, no. <laughs> uh, but 
like it it did it did feminist film right in this like look this this powerful character but we're not running around the whole time going i have a vagina it's just that that's that's what gender equality is it's where she's leading it and you're not the whole time going it's a woman this is a lady doing this she's just a badass and people follow her like that bam you don't have to comment on it the whole fucking time yep she saved the day like at the end of it i was like wonder woman is a badass i was like wonder woman is a badass female superhero no wonder woman's fucking badass just it's like badass. that that comic strip excerpt where you know she's explaining to Batman about how you and Clark have your whole rogues gallery full of villains. You know why I don't have one? It's because when there's a problem, I fucking solve the problem. <laughs> like, she's got a goddamn sword. She's gonna fucking kill a motherfucker. Yeah. This sword has no dull side. Yeah, it's all sharp and pointy. It's all Fuck you. Get out of my fucking way. Ooh. And with that, hey. I'm Nick Moore. Oh, I'm James Brown. <laughs> I'm Nick Moore. You've been dorked. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got enough I've got enough bourbon in me to where we could, I could just keep going for another hour but like it's going to get really roundabout fast yeah I have literally have no idea how long we've been talking uh, an hour an hour okay <laughs> well shit I, I checked I, I'll know better when I see it <laughs> yeah. but yeah um, hour, hour and eight minutes or something yeah so yeah how's work going good you like you started your new job huh yeah i've been started i started like may 28th full time oh i didn't realize that yeah i got no summer vacation it's like that was one of the big draws of being a teacher it's like woo, summer's off and then as soon as the summer started new job welcome to being an adult you 40 year old man <laughs> well i ain't no virgin though um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, it's really good. I really enjoy it. And we've got like some training coming up, and I'm like semi in charge of a bunch of shit for that. So I'm like hitting the ground running. Well, good. Yeah. yeah How's the job search? Um, it's at this point, it's not a search. It's more of a holding pattern. Um, You're waiting I, to hear back from the key people. Yeah, like I saw uh, the chick that kind of uh, pointed me in the direction. She's like, "Yeah, just do me a favor." She's like, it's in, you know, the, the hire process is in the appeal now. And not like to hire me, but to like to open the position. Ah. She's like, look, I've sold you really hard. Please don't get a job anywhere else for me, please. And I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, I'm in a holding pattern on a ship. I'm, I'm good. So, yeah. So I'm waiting to hear about it on that. I don't know how long it's going to take. But right now with shipped, I'm doing better than I was at my last job. So, oh. well, shit. Yeah, like it took a while, um, but like when you get a good review from somebody doing a delivery, then you will get if you're free the next time they come up to make an order, it goes to you first. And so oh. at this point, my my stats are perfect because it's not a rough gig. You just have to be polite and on time. Um, so at this point, I get. I can fill up my day. I can do a run every hour, all day, all I want. And it's like, you know, Doug, did you know your UPS guy growing up? Do you know his name? No. Mine was Terry. He would come through the neighborhood every day. He was a black dude, like late 20s. 
He was real cool. He would let us like sit on the back of the truck and he'd drive slowly down the street. Like he was awesome. And when he's his route shifted, it was rough. All the kids are like, oh no, Terry's gone. And Terry was gone because he let us ride on the back of the truck down the street. But <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, he became like a regular. We everybody knew his name. All the, you know, everybody in the neighborhood, they knew Terry and you know, it, it was cool. So over time, the relationship has changed. And like, I, you know, I get better tips from people. I know, you know, like when I bring people their groceries, I like, yeah, hey, how are the kids? Oh, I see they got your air conditioner fixed. Oh, that's great. They took out that tree, but you know, like that. And so it's become way more yeah. profitable because it's become a regular gig. You uh, are the people in the neighborhood. I am. Uh, so when I, Carol was like, when you leave, you, there's people going to miss you. I'm like, yeah. It's been fun. It was nice to have a summer job again, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to... You know, at the end of the day, I'm not like, I did good today. I really got some stuff done. Like, no, I delivered groceries. I did it well, but, you know, and I'm covered on my bills and everything. But, like, I think I've reached the pinnacle of job growth. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I don't... I don't like <laughs> yeah. I'm not like they really need me here. They don't like somebody else can yeah. do it. Maybe not as good as I can because I can deliver some butt fucking groceries. But um, where do you shop? <laughs> <laughs> Billy Buttfuckers Goods and Sundry. Uh, some butt fucking groceries. <laughs> it's all cucumber, cucumbers and zucchini. <laughs> all right, dude. I'll see you next week. Adios. Automatopia. <laughs>